Hello, I'm Patricia. This is Sound News broadcasting from the Old Man Studio in Church Street, Portadown. This production is for weekending Saturday the 13th of November. On behalf of everyone here on the Craigavon Talking Newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. Stories making the headlines this week are, from the Portadown Times, tributes to NI superfan Gary and, from the Lurgan Mail, he was a man of conviction. Now it's over to John, who brings you our first story. Tributes have flooded social media following the death of popular Portadown man Gary Connolly, just seven weeks after a brain tumour diagnosis. Mr Connolly, who was a Northern Ireland soccer team superfan, died in Craigavon Hospital on Monday, October the 31st, aged just 55 having courageously borne the terminal diagnosis since September. A former pupil of Moy Island Primary School, Kilkimane Junior High School and Portadown College, Gary joined the family accountancy firm in Portadown soon after leaving school. However, however, being an outdoors type, he changed direction completely and enjoyed working in the apple growing industry. His nephew Andrew described Gary as an outgoing man. He was always the centre of attention, he said, very much full of life and the joys of life. If you walked into a room, you would have heard him before you would have seen him. But he was very much family orientated and friends orientated. As long as everyone else was okay, he was happy. Gary was very much into sport and played for Blackers Mill in the Mid-Ulster Football League. He also followed the Northern Ireland team on home and away trips. He attended more than 100 away matches across the world, from Costa Rica and Panama and to Belarus and Estonia. A funeral for veteran Ulster Unionist politician Samuel Gardner, who has died aged 82, took place on Friday. Born on the March 24th, 1940 and a member of the Ulster Unionist Party since age 23, when he represented Lurgan, Mr Gardner was involved in politics throughout most of his adult life. He served on the old Lurgan Borough Council where he was mayor in 1968. He served too on its likewise defunct successor, Craigavon Borough Council, where he held the same office from 1982-3 1988 9 and 2000 2001. Mr. Gardner was elected to the Northern Ireland Forum and the Stormont Assembly. He served as an Ulster Unionist Party MLA for Upper Band 2003 to 2016. A member of the Loyal Orders, he was one time Deputy Sovereign Grand Master of the Royal Black Institution. He was formerly High Sheriff for Armagh and was appointed as a Justice of the Peace. He was also a former chairman of Glenavon Football Club. A funeral service took place in Holy Trinity Church, Wheelingstown, on Friday the 11th, followed by interment in Lurgan Cemetery. The Rota Chemist. During the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses, starting with Portadown. On Sunday the 13th of November, the chemist is Cherrymount of Ashgrove Shopping Centre, which is open from 11 until 12 noon. Next week, from Monday the 14th of November, the chemist is Anderson of Kilford Road, 
which is open from 5.30 until 7pm. There is no rota chemist in Portadown after Wednesday. Lurgan residents can collect pre prescribed medicines on Sunday the 13th when the chemist is Partridge of High Street and that's open from 7 till 8pm. Next week from Monday the 14th, the chemist is McKeegney of North Street which is open until 7pm. There is no rota chemist in Lurgan on a Wednesday and none in either town on a Saturday. Sunday opening applies in both towns for public holidays. Local Government Urgent clarification is needed on the rollout of energy support payments in Northern Ireland, according to Alliance Party Upper Band MLA Oin Tennyson. Mr Tennyson spoke out with his call for clarity following a recent statement from the utility regulator indicating that the timing and delivery of the uh, £400 energy bill support scheme was still at this point unclear. The MLA spoke of grave concern over the situation, not least because of the failure to restore the Northern Ireland executive. He said this comes after the passing of Friday the 28th of October's deadline deadline to restore the executive, which saw no speaker appointed and the removal of caretaker ministers from their positions. This delay and lack of clarity surrounding the progression of energy support payment schemes here in Northern Ireland is gravely concerning. With no local devolved government, there are very pertinent questions that are not being addressed. There are questions like who is managing the rollout of both electricity and home heating oil support packages? How these packages will be delivered and the exact, exact timescales we are looking at for people actually receiving this assistance. Mr Tennyson said there were, there were growing signs of public concern with the onset of winter. Being well into winter now, the number of constituencies uh, contacting both mine and my colleagues' offices about this growing by, the, uh, growing by the day, he said. It is clear how much stress this lack of communication is causing, particularly in more vulnerable households, such as families and those with older people. Now, according to the utility regulator, households in Northern Ireland might even be without the support payments until after Christmas. It's just simply not good enough. This only further highlights how desperately we need institutional reform. We need to end this constant cycle of ransom politics and ensure going forward that no one party can single-handedly prevent our government from functioning, especially during times of crisis when people need it the most. A controlled pedestrian crossing in Marilyn warrants further consideration, the SDLP has been told by the Department for Infrastructure. SDLP councillor Kieran Toman says he is reassured that road safety is a priority following a response from the department's road service 
regarding a controlled pedestrian crossing on the Belfast Road. He said, for some time I have been engaging with the Department for Infrastructure, highlighting the many road safety concerns in the village of Marilyn following a number of serious incidents. There has been a large growth in residential population over the last decade and with little to no investment to improve the road infrastructure, road safety for motorists, pedestrians and particularly school children have been a great concern for some time. Despite my concerns, the Department for Infrastructure deemed that the speed limit of 40 miles per hour on the Belfast Road to be appropriate due to existing traffic calming measures such as a central hatching with red surfacing, get gateway signs, 40 mile per hour roundels and traffic islands. This is a critical pressure point for children and families who walk or cycle to school and presents a major risk given the volume of traffic and the age of those crossing at this point. Following an incident that involved school pupils, an assessment for a controlled pedestrian crossing had been agreed. Ever since that incident in 2021, I have been pushing the DFI to conduct this assessment and I am pleased that after the preliminary assessment, a crossing warrants further consideration. The potential for such a scheme will provide a safe crossing point for all and will slow the speed of motorists when in use. This will be considered for further development, but the DFI are currently focusing on the delivery of the current works programme for this year. Despite this, this is a step forward with it now on the agenda of DFI roads. Our campaign to improve road safety will continue and any warranted scheme must have the financial commitment to have the improved measures in place as soon as possible. I hope this brings some good news to the community of Marilyn that the DFI are listening and I will continue to give a voice to their concerns. Amaz City, Bambridge and Craigavon Borough Council's planners are currently considering an application that, if approved, will see 38 new homes built in Craigavon. Lodged by agent Graham Irvine Architects on behalf of applicant Solaris Properties Limited, it seeks permission to build a housing development of 38 dwellings and all associated site works at lands northeast of numbers 406, 410 and 414 West Acres, Drumgore. The site is located at, an, at lands between numbers 406, 410 and 414 West Acres and numbers 309, 313, 317A and 323, Clonmine. According to the application form, the 1.793 hectare site is currently in use as vacant land, car parking and footpaths. Should the properties be built, they will be supplied with water via the mains. Surface water will be disposed of via the existing storm draining system and foul sewage will be disposed of via the mains. Lodged and validated on Thursday, October the 20th, 
the application will be advertised until Friday, December the 2nd. A funeral was held last Thursday for Mr. Connolly at Nocknamuckney Parish Church with committal following in Tollylish Parish Church graveyard. Donations for the benefit of Brain Waves NI via www.milnfuneralservices.co.uk Donate or checks made payable to Brain Waves NI Co. Milne Funeral Services 59 Seagull Road, Portadine, BT635HS. Tributes continue to pour in to local junior football club Mournview Mill after the death of a man who spent his life helping build the club. Robert Blackie Black died after a short illness and mourners from every walk of life packed Armagh Road Presbyterian Church for his funeral on Sunday afternoon, speaking volumes for the esteem in which the Laurel Vale man was held. Past Mournview players and officials lined up outside the club's Pepperton Park ground to applaud as the cortege made its way to the church and as tributes arrived in their hundreds, the one message was, Blackie was a friend to all. He was loved and respected by all and it says much of the man that the tributes have come from junior clubs all over the country. According to club stalwart Tommy Little, the extent of Robert's work there during decades of commitment would never be fully known. A full-time tax consultant, his expertise was in finance, but the ardent Arsenal fan threw himself into every aspect of the club and delighted in seeing Pepperton Park develop into what's been described as one of the best junior grounds in the country. It was always fun to be around Blackie and the Pepper Pepperton Park touchline resounded to good-natured banter when Bourneview Mill were at home where Blackie got a lot of stick for being the unofficial ball boy. Former players John Proctor and Billy Gillis said the extent of Blackie's work could not be overestimated and he as a person would never be forgotten while club official Robert Anderson said it has been a devastating blow losing Blackie but what memories he leaves. Blackie would have wanted us to continue working hard for the club and I have no doubt that will happen. Anna United Youth Academy said, everyone at Armagh United Youth Academy are saddened to hear of Robert Black passing. Another good football man gone too early. Hanover Football Club said all at HFC send our sincere condolences to all at Bourneview Mill and of course Blackie's family and friends. Rich Hill AFC said condolences to everyone at Bourneview Mill and the Black family at this very sad time. Blackie was a true football man. Koch United Football Club said our sympathies to Blackie's family and friends and to all at Bourneview. Another friend said, Blackie was a dedicated club man and a proper football man who will be missed by all of us in the Mid-Ulster League who had the grace to know him and the true character that he was. Rest easy, Robert. Robert was the only son of Mr and Mrs Bobby Black of Clonavon Avenue, Portadown. 
and after leaving Portadown College, he joined the government tax office and spent 11 years in London, where his interest in Arsenal was fostered, before returning home and taking up a post at Marlborough House. Former teacher and lifelong friend Alan Smith shared many happy times with Blackie in the Armagh Road Presbyterian Boys Brigade. Robert was a true and trusted friend and life was never dull when you were in his company, he said. Sentiments echoed by another two of Blackie's close friends, father and son George and Gregory Burke, who served in the Loyal Orders with him and enjoyed many social outings together. Robert is survived by his devoted wife Joanne and extended family circle. Donations in lieu of flowers to Laurel Vale Mission Hall, care of Alan Ray and Co, the old meeting house 24A Portmore Street, Portadown, BT 6323NG. A funeral for veteran Ulster Unionist politician Samuel Gardner, who has died age 82, will take place on Friday. Mr Gardner, who was married to Elizabeth with two children, Clive and Keith, had been involved in politics most of his adult life, having joined the Ulster Unionist Party and represented Lurgan when he first took office, aged 23 years old. Born on the 24th of March, 1940, Mr Gardner served uh, served as an Ulster Unionist Party MLA for Upper Bam from 2003 to 2016. Pre previously, he had held the mayoral officer at Lurgan Borough Council in 1968. And, uh, and on. Mr Gardner was a member of the Legislative Assembly, MLA, from 2003 to 2016 serving the Upper Band constituency, constituency at Stormont. When Mr. Gardner was elected to the Assembly in uh, 2003, he served on the Environmental Leisure Services and Public Services Liaison Committees and was the UUP spokesperson on, on, on environment. As the oldest Northern Ireland Assembly member, Mr. Gardner also served as father of the House, a rule which includes presiding over the election of a new Speaker of the Assembly. He was a former High Sheriff for County Armagh and was appointed as a Justice of the Peace. He was also a member of the Orange Order, Deputy, Deputy so Sovereign Grandmaster of the Royal Black Institution and former Chairman of Glenavon, Football club. A devoted family man of deep faith, John Kelly, who died just a few months before his 100th birthday, was a popular and highly respected part of the Rich Hill community. Born on January the 5th, 1923, John Kelly was from the Ballylini area of Rich Hill. He went to Rich Hill School and later became a firefighter in Belfast. Soon after World War II, John went to London with his friend Frank McNally and was part of the team which helped clear up the bomb damage. While in London, John met his wife Patricia and his friend Frank married Patricia's sister. John and his new wife returned to Rich Hill, where he lived until his death on October the 22nd, 2022. On his return, John started work at Stonebridge Cabinet Works. 
both in the factory and delivering furniture. He loved being out in the lorry meeting people. John was a devout Christian and loved his church, St Matthew's. He sang in the choir and read his Bible daily. His beloved wife, Patricia, passed away ten years ago and he missed her greatly. For the past two years, he resided at Green Park Nursing Home in Armagh. Firstly, John was a family man and spent all his spare time in the company of his family, which extended through five generations. His hobby was cycling and he cycled to work every day in all weathers. He would regularly have one of his children or grandchildren on the bar of his bike. He also enjoyed motorcycles and boxing. John and Patricia also enjoyed holidays, particularly trips to Blackpool and Jersey. He is mourned by his children Anne, John, Catherine, Dorothy, Gerald and Brian, his great-grandchildren, his grandchildren, great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. The Kelly family want to express their sincere thanks to all the staff at Green Park Nursing Home for their love and devotion to their father. The family also thank Canon Adair for conducting the service and for visiting their dad prior to his passing. Ina Robinson and Lorraine Hall were frequent visitors to John when he was at home and the family want to thank them too. Also Kenneth and Andrew Cheevers for their dignity in handling the funeral and the ladies of the parish for the tea for this service. This um, victory also comes with a photograph of the five generations which are from the front right would be John Kelly and his son John Kelly Jr. John's grandson Robert Kelly his great-grandson, Dean Kelly, and great-great-grandson, baby, George Kelly. Now we come to deaths in the community. Sewell, Ivor, November the 5th, 2022, peacefully at hospital, late of Donard Gardens, Lurgan, dearly loved husband of the late Sadie, beloved father of Ingrid, Wendy, and the late Keith, father-in-law of Michael and Alvin. Hobson. Samuel James. The officers and members of the above lodge deeply regret the death of their long-serving member, Jim. Deepest sympathy to his daughters and extended family circle. Jameson. John William, 2nd of November, 2022. Peacefully at his daughter's home, surrounded by his loving family. Dearly loved husband of the late Christina, devoted father of Valerie, her partner Trevor and Elaine. Interred in Sego Cemetery on Saturday the 5th. Richardson. Bobby. Passed away 4th of November 2022. Special brother of the late Sammy and brother-in-law of Millicent. Special uncle to Mandy, Samantha, Ruth and Emily. Precious memories. Information and events. Did you serve in the Ulster Defence Regiment? Have you fallen on hard times through adversity or illness? If so, the UDR Benevolent Fund would like to help you. The Benevolent Fund is a registered charity which provides assistance to former members, their widows and dependents who are in need. For more information, please telephone 077 2067 7838. First Portadown Boys Brigade Old Boys Association has held its annual stew night for the first time in three years. 
The event was held in the association's Thomas Street Methodist Church Hall Club Rooms, where, following a meal served by the ladies of Thomas Street Methodist Church catering team, a snooker competition took place. This was a special event for members who competed for the Amos Jeffers Perpetual Trophy. The winner was Jeff McCann. A spokesperson said the annual Remembrance Sunday Bible class takes place on November 13th at 3pm in Thomas Street Methodist Church, Upper Room. The speaker is Mr David Best, Lay Leader, Methodist Church, Northwest District. All are welcome, including ladies. Yes, the offer we told you about has started. For one pound, you can have stupid roll and unlimited tea. Offers only for over 60 years of age. If you are young looking for your age, please bring identification. The much-loved Christmas carols from St. Mark's Parish Church in Portadown is returning this year after a two-year hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The annual concert Christmas cards from St. Mark's has been a very popular feature of the festival calendar for decades and is to be reintroduced on Friday, December the 2nd. Prior to COVID, this concert ran for years, 20 years in fact, raising in excess of £100,000 for various charities in the area. For this concert, Portadown Ladies Choir will join forces with Portadown Male Voice Choir. Richard Campbell is the guest organist and the soloist this year is the ever-popular Belfast soprano Amy Bassett, who is no stranger to performing at St Mark's Church. Proceeds this year are going to the Southern Area Hospice and St. Mark's Building Fund. Admission is by programme costing £10, which are available from choir members and Winnie's newsagents, Woodhouse Street, Portadown. It wouldn't be Christmas at the Millennium Forum without a pantomime, and with Connell Gallon preparing to, pre to finally reprise his role as Buttons, this year's production promises to be the biggest show of the season. Come along with Cinders as she escapes her dreary life of chores and the cruel taunts of her ugly sisters for one enchanting evening where she'll meet her Prince Charming and watch her wishes come true. A Christmas pantomime is truly a family tradition where many memories are made and smiles are shared. Cinderella remains one of the best-loved fairy stories to be brought to the forum stage. The classic tale is brought to life with a generous helping of witty jokes, dazzling special effects, catchy tunes and some stellar dance routines from a homegrown cast. Proudly sponsored by Richmond Centre, the North West Biggest Pantomime features a star-studded local cast including Connell Gallon as Buttons, Jasmine Gardner as Cinderella and Karen Hawthorne as Fairy Godmother. Cinderella performs at the Millennium Forum from the 1st of December 2022 to the 2nd of January 2023. Tickets are priced from 11.50 and are now available from the box office. Telephone 71264455 or visit millenniumforum.co.uk for bookings. 
There's a signed performance on Thursday the 8th of December, 7 p.m. Relaxed performance, dementia-friendly performance, Saturday the 10th of December, 2 p.m. And captioned performance, 18th December, 2 p.m. Christian Aid lunches have resumed on the first Wednesday of each month at Armagh Road Presbyterian Church Hall, Portadown. Organisers say that soup, bread and cheese lunches will be served from noon until 1.30pm. The minimum cost is £3 and the organisers are appealing for a good turnout. They are keen to get community support for the Christian Aid charity, which has raised thousands of pounds in its 50 plus years in and around the Portadown area. Sport. Lurgan's Kings Park Primary School and Moira Primary School have seen teams qualify for the finals of the 2022-2023 Flathathan Athletics NI Primary School Cross Country League. Boys and girls came from teams from Kings Park and a Moira Primary girls team were among the successful qualifiers when the young athletes were recently put through their paces in the first round of the league which took place in the Antrim Forum. Additionally, Kieran Smith from St Francis Primary School, Lurgan, came first in the boys' race, ahead of runner-up Rory Hull from Christian Brother Brothers Primary School, Armagh. First and second place in the girls' race went to Gemma Marsden from St Francis Primary School, Lurgan, and Faye Daly from Ronan St Patrick's Primary School, Dungannon. Teams of six entered the girls' and boys' races and collected points for their school, with the top three teams and five individuals from each area set to take part in the final on Friday, February the 10th, at Mollusk Playing Field. The other qualifying boys' teams were Becomber Primary School and Christian Brothers Primary School, while the other successful girl team was from Becomber. The league was launched at the beginning of October with the help of Flavin's ambassador Nick Griggs from County Tyrone. As the official 2022-2023 ambassador, Nick has helped inspire and educate the young runners taking part in the competition this year. Passing on expert training tips to sharing the importance of a healthy diet and visiting participating primary schools. After the final, the top 20 girls and the top 20 boys will be invited to join the Flathams Athletics Northern Ireland Junior Endurance Squad, which will include participating in nine training sessions over the next 12 months to support the personal development of these talented young athletes. For further information on the league, please contact the Athletics NI office on nio at athleticsni.org or on telephone 028-9060-2707. A nine-year-old from Wernerstown fought his way to not one but two world titles when he recently travelled to Wales for the WKU World Kickboxing and Karate Ch uh, Championships as part of the WKU Northern Ireland team. Scott Watson was competing in two categories at the Cardiff Championships in the 25 kilowatt classes in light contact and the kick light rope kick. The Wernstown youngster, a member of Lurgan's Fight Club Northern Ireland, where he is coached by Gary Nelson and his own dad, Brian Watson, was up against a fighter from Canada in his final 
and the kick laid low, kick Peregrine. Scott won both rounds to become the 25 kilo WKU world champion. The next day he, uh, he contested a semi-final against a fighter from America. Again Scott won to, mo to move on to the finals in the 25 kilo light contest category. There he had to face a fighter from Wales over two rounds. Scott won again and became a two-time 25 kilo WKU world champion. The Wernstown lad's journey began back in January of this year. Competing in the WKU Northern Ireland qualifiers, he won through to become the Northern Ireland 25 kilo champion. That meant he could then move on to fight and represent Northern Ireland in the WKU World Kickboxing Championships. General News. In the first six months of the 2022-23 financial year, Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council's planning department has not achieved or has missed 29% of its targets. It has been confirmed. <coughs> At a meeting of the Council's Planning and Regulatory Services Committee on Wednesday, November the 2nd, members were presented with a progress report for April to September. In the planning department, 14% of its targets are on track, 43% have fallen short or are behind schedule and 29% have not been achieved or have been missed, while 14% of measures are not yet due. Examples of missed targets include the average processing time for local planning applications, the average processing time for major planning applications, and the successful completion of recruitment exercises. Of Northern Ireland's 11 councils, ABC's planning department is currently in the top three for the processing of major applications and enforcement cases, and significant progress has been made in preparing the evidence base for the publishing of the next part of the local development plan. The vacancy level within the Council's planning department for the first six months of the year has been around 13%. <coughs> the vacant posts are mainly within the development management and admin sections of the department, which has impacted processing times of local major planning applications. The high caseload the department is dealing with is reported as a legacy of the pandemic. The report also notes that over the last three months, 10 staff have been involved on an ongoing basis in testing and training exercises associated with the new planning system due to be rolled out in December. The report also notes that of the Building Control Department's targets, 45.5% are on track 36.5% have fallen slightly short of or behind schedule, 9% have not been achieved or have been missed, and a further 9% are not yet due. Of the 11 councils, ABC's building control team is currently in the top three for delivery of the new dwellings, according to the report. The report was presented by Head of Building Control, Tom Latter.
Voordat hij naar de Les Binks of Judas Priest fame has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Los Angeles, California. Binks, who was born in Portadown in 1948, had played for the heavy metal band Judas Priest in their heydays in the 1970s. On Saturday, Binks, though he had left the band in 1979, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame, as a member of Judas Priest via the award for musical excellence. His bandmate, K.G. Downing, had previously revealed he and Binks would be reuniting for a Judas Priest performance at the induction ceremony. The three-song set on which Binks performed at the Los Angeles ceremony marked his first appearance with the band in 43 years. The songs were You've Got Another Thing Coming, Breaking the Law and Living After Midnight. Binks and the rest of Judas Priest were welcomed on stage by rock legend Alice Cooper, who described the group as the definitive metal band. Judas Priest's current lineup include Bob Halford, <coughs> Glenn Tipton, Ian Hill and Scott Travis. However, previous members of the group were also recognised, including Downing, who was in the band from 1970 until 2011. Binks, who played with Judas Priest from 1977 to 1979, and the late Dave Holland, who was in the group from 1979 to 1989. Based now in London, Les has never strayed far away from music playing in various bands since the stint in, in Judas Priest and announced a project recently called Les Binks Priesthood, a group he has put together to play Judas Priest songs from the era he was involved in with the band. The new integrated education bill is the greatest threat to the existence of controlled schools, said Lurgan College headmaster Kyle McCallum, at their speech day. Mr. McCallum, who paid tribute to his predecessor, Trevor Robinson, who retired in June after 17 years as headmaster, said elevated status of integrated schools could see controlled schools pushed down the pecking order. After speaking about Mr. Robinson's many achievements while at the college, Mr. McCallum said it wasn't always a bed of roses. There were significant challenges during the Robinson era. He fought hard, at times under consider considerable personal attack, to protect the Dixon plan. I want to reassure you that I will continue to defend our unique system of education, just as you did. The contribution that Mr Robinson has made to Lurgan College and the wider educational community during his time is quite simply immense, and we owe him a huge debt of gratitude. Mr McCallum referred to the outstanding performance at A-level, AS-level and GCSEs. He said the school continues to be frustrated by the ongoing delay to the provision of our new sports hall and teaching block as well as our new school meals accommodation. 
The news of our successful application for school enhancement programme funding was announced on the 8th of May 2018. Yet, I stand here today still awaiting the approval of our business case over four years later. The pupils of the college continue to be let down, missing out on the facilities that they deserve. On the Integrated Education Bill, he described it as arguably the greatest threat the very existence of schools like ours within the controlled sector. No one disagrees that integrated education is the way forward as our society seeks to heal from its troubled past. But we already are integrated. We are open to all, integrated with a small I rather than a capital one. As a school, we value this dearly and People need look no further than our extensive shared education programme, as we not only partner with St Ronan College locally, but a wide range of schools across Ireland. ABC Borough Council has confirmed the toilets at Portadown People's Park are open to the public as normal following immediate action to repair damage caused by vandals. On Monday, Councillor Julie Flaherty hit out at those who caused the damage. Honestly, why can't they leave anything alone? She asked, the external family toilet at Portadown People's Park is currently out of use as a temperature heat miser has been ripped off the wall and electrical wires are showing. A spokesperson for the local authority has since confirmed the damage has been repaired. The family toilet at Portadown People's Park was temporarily out of use at the weekend when vandals ripped the temperature heat miser off the wall exposing electrical wires, he said. However, the council took immediate action to repair the damage and the toilets have now reopened to the public. An ABC councillor has called for serious investment in Northern Ireland's water infrastructure to prevent any reoccurrence of a sewer leak at Donnacloney earlier this month. There was a sewage leak from a Northern Ireland uh, water pipeline on the outskirts of Donnacloney on Friday, November the 4th, said Councillor Kyle Savage. This is happening all too often now, he said. There needs to be serious investment in the infrastructure with the Donnacloney and Waringstown areas. If this, if this was a farmer's fault, they would be dragged through every court in the land. The UP councillor also highlighted a recent incident of external flooding at Waringstown Primary School and urged Northern Ireland's next infrastructure minister to make the water network a priority. It is totally unacceptable that this goes on in this day and age, he said. We also have regular sewage leaks at the school gates in Waringstown which the ministers and their department have failed to address. Northern Ireland Water has assured me that a full cleanup will happen, and I hope that when a minister is in place, that when a minister is in place, they will address this serious pollution problem. A spokesperson for Northern Ireland Water has confirmed both the leak and flooding at the school were under investigation. The final clean-up of the sewer leak having been due for completion on Tuesday past. An investigation is scheduled to take place this week to determine the root cause. However, 
This is a timely reminder of the impact flushing inappropriate, inappropriate items can have on the sewer system. Sanitary items and baby wipes can form together into rags, causing a blockage in the sewer that can then spill out into the local environment. This pipe was cleaned out and surveyed approximately 18 months ago, and no defects were found. The spokesperson continued, the second, the second incident located at Wernstown Primary School relates to external flooding from a low-lying private lid inside the school grounds. Northern Ireland Water is investigating this reoccurrence issue as part of the current DAP, that means the drainage area plan taking place. This plan will identify any requirements to upgrade the local sewer network in the area to cope with the current and future needs of the local population. Calls to reinstate the free bulky waste removal service in the Armagh, Banbridge and Craigalvin Council area have been made following recent strike action. The council had initiated a pilot scheme to remove bulky waste items such as beds, mattresses and fridge freezers etc from households for free following a spike in fly tipping about three years ago. The scheme ran for almost a year but was suspended when the COVID-19 pandemic began. It was reinstated earlier this year but was again suspended during the recent strike action among council workers and the closure of dumps and recycling centres. A number of residents have complained that this service is no longer available and have called on the council to reinstate it. It is understood that staff availability is an issue within the Environmental Services Department, which has led to the elongated suspension of the service. <coughs> Chair of that department, Councillor Eamon McNeil said, I hope that the service will be reinstated in the near future, depending on staffing. I am liaising with officers in the meantime, and the situation is being monitored on a weekly basis. A council spokesperson said, Council is currently considering a number of short-term op term options to reinstate, to reintroduce the bulky waste collection service after it was temp temporarily suspended due to reduced staffing levels. The public is advised to check the council's social media channels for further updates. Other items that can be collected by the council include kitchens, bathroom suites, radiators, lawnmowers, summer seats, garden tables and chairs, trampolines and swings, but must be dismantled. Portadown businessman Paul Whittle is thrilled his firm won United Garage of the Year 2022, the first time this award has come to Northern Ireland. <coughs> Whittle's Garage, based on the Moy Road, has been in business for 28 years. Owner Paul said, it is a family-run business, I started this and my father, Jim Whittle, helped me for 15 to 20 years until he passed away in 2018. We are very family orientated. With his wife, Sandra, by his side, managing the office and invoices, Paul is also helped by two mechanics, Raddy and Julio. 
We do MOTs and servicing and cover all motoring needs, diagnostics, etc. I served my time with Noel Robinson at Robinson's Auto Repairs and I've been a mechanic for 40 years, said Paul. I would like to thank all my present customers and future customers as we would never have come this far without them and their custom. I joined the United Garage programme about five years ago. There are five Northern Ireland garages associated with and a total of 1,250 within the UK. Through them, we have technology bundle competitions for our customers twice a year and we've been very fortunate to have had four outright winners of these. I was over in Liverpool at the award ceremony on the first weekend of October and came home with the award of United Garage of the Year 2022. It was a great achievement to receive this award and a big boost for the small, smaller businesses, especially in Northern Ireland. First time coming out of the UK mainland. I couldn't have received this without my great team at Whittles behind me. A close friend of 36-year-old Portadown man Aaron O'Neill, who died very suddenly last month, has set up a funding appeal to support his family ahead of Christmas. John Michael McCann said he was privileged to have been one of Aaron's closest friends and wanted to help his family at this very sad time. Aaron died suddenly just a few weeks ago after he had been out for a run. Hundreds packed St John the Baptist Church in Portadown to pay tribute to the serving soldier in the Irish Army and to support his wife Becky and three young children. At his funeral, parish priest Father Michael Sheehan told the congregation that Aaron had a heart of gold and would never see anyone stuck. He said Aaron only can only be described as a real genuine person and gentleman with a bright smile and a great sense of humour, full of life, very friendly, and had a great confidence and belief. Aaron was a popular figure in Portadown and beyond, known for his cross-country community work, but most particular for his charity work, and was a huge supporter for the Cloda Daily Trust fundraising when he could to help with the young girl who suffers from cancer. John Michael has set up a GoFundMe page to help Aaron's widow and three children as they come to terms with his passing just weeks before Christmas. Already it has reached £7,555 of its 10k goal. John Michael said, my best friend Aaron O'Neill was cruelly taken from us suddenly on the 12th of October 2022, leaving behind his wife Becky and three daughters, one baby, a toddler and a teen, as well as a mother and sisters and wider family circle. We can never fill the void Aaron has left behind or take away the pain and sorrow that is struck with us all. But we can try and help to make this Christmas an extra bit special and easier for Becky and the girls, he said, adding that no one, including Becky and the family, had asked him to do this. John Michael revealed he had taken a poll among many of Aaron's friends and they all agreed that it would be a good idea to set up the GoFundMe page. He said Aaron would be in his element organising something like this and would be the first in to help out. 
I'm here to carry this out on behalf of the greatest, kindest, most caring person I know, Aaron O'Neill. He would do it for anyone, never mind a best friend. He did things like this his whole life, raising thousands of pounds for various charities, one of which being the Cloda Daily Trust Fund. The man's charity work was endless. I don't want to upset anyone or embarrass anyone by doing this. Just look at it as this, a little help from friends. If Aaron could send a message from heaven to me, it would be look after my wife and kids and do all you can to be sure they're safe and okay. We have now come to the end of our recording for this week. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week and to Michael's for collecting the Portadown Times and Lurgan Mail for us and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing the news with me this week was William, who was also our technician. And reading me with me this week were Carol, Roberta, Nathan and John. From the newsroom at the Old Man's, this is Patricia signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet and your memory stick, and also to remember that offer on Asda's. Sound News is a Craigavon Talking Newspaper production.